up, everybody? Welcome into episode number 35 of the Mac Geeks Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Hugley, and I am excited, as always, to be back on talking with y'all again. I uh, got another awesome guest on today. He's fresh off uh, beating another ranked opponent this weekend, his third ranked opponent of the year, uh, coming in hot and just... I'm excited to hear a lot about his career and, and what got him to the place he's at. Um, it, it's really cool to hear the, the different stories that people have. And uh, I think his story is going to be one of the one of my more favorite ones to listen to. It's not the, you know, guy that's number one from fourth grade and, you know, recruited to Penn State when he was in six years old, blah, blah, blah. It's a guy that had to fight a little bit harder to get where he is today. And uh, I think those are usually the stories that are a lot more fun to listen to and um can help out a lot of people. So I'm excited to be talking to him today. And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. I have here with me today, you, the University of Virginia Cavaliers 165 pounder, Mr. Jake Keating. What's up, Jake? What's up? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited. Like I said, it's it's cool to talk to, to all kinds of different people to get their different stories about you know how they got there because you know fans are you know, we just watch what you guys do every weekend, right? right. I, I get to see you step on the mat with, with Tommy Bullard or, you know, App State or Garner Webb or whoever. But, you know, unless I hear something like this, I don't really know who you are. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. And, and I was talking to Coach Garland a little bit about you before, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear about your journey, man, because it sounds like it's not uh, the same as a lot of other people I've talked to. So, First of all, I know you had workouts this morning. Um, it, you're lifting, right? Yeah. Yep. We had a lift this morning. Everything go good? How did yeah, this morning go? Good. It was a good lift. Good workout. Same old. Yeah. Um, I, I'm interested, though. Like, the coaching staff is pretty wild, right? The Paulsons, Garland. What do they do with the morning? First of all, I guess I know you guys have, like, a strength coach probably, right? So right. are all the coaches in there with you? Are they lifting? Are they just yelling? Like, what do they do? No, so we've got we've got our own separate strength coach, and we do lifts with him. Um, every once in a while, Garland or a coach will pop in. I think they've been a little more strict this year just because of COVID. So for the most part, it's just us and the strength coach. Yeah, very cool. Um, do, so – I got I got a little bit of insight. I actually worked up at NC State for a summer and, and got to like talk to the the strength coach over there. So I got a little bit of insight into it. But what all goes into that relationship with your strength coach? Does you have like an individual plan for each wrestler, or what does that entail? So for the most part, we like we do the same kind of structure. Um, if some guys need a bulk, they'll be lifting more times a week, so they might lift four times a week instead of three. Or if guys have like a like injuries going on they do a really good job of like individualizing your workout to work around that um for the most part though the guys are all on the same kind of like structure very cool um well i know you've you've moved up a couple weight classes in the past couple years so yeah uh, they they must have had you on the bulk job Um, yeah i guess so i've been uh i honestly think i might still be growing i've been moving up weight classes my whole career um i was a 106 as a sophomore in high school so like I've really, yeah, I've consistently been moving up. Dude, that just that blows my mind because it's like the amount of people that you hear that are around your weight or even bigger that were 106s or something. Like right, yeah, it's crazy. I, off the top of my head, like I remember Zahid Valencia was a 106. Like when yep. dude's huge. Um, man, that's pretty cool. But 
I guess another thing that, that I wanted to ask you about that probably kind of correlates with this this growth you've had over the past couple of years, you own your own moving company? Yeah. So you, I guess you just, you know, lift all the time. Uh, yeah, so me and a, a former teammate, Chance McClure, used to be a 184-pounder. Um, we started it in the summer after our freshman year. And at the start, it was just like me and him pretty much like doing every move. And since then, we've got other guys, and I've kind of stepped back and not done as many. But at the start, it was I was doing moves, lifting, wrestling. Like, it was crazy. That's wild. So is that like a summer job, or like do you even keep it up a little bit during the season? Just kind of like – No, I try to – because most of our guys are guys on the team. So during the season, we kind of just leave it. And then um, once summer comes around, we pick it back up. So it's kind of a seasonal thing. That's pretty cool. Um, well, actually, you know, I was talking to Jack was the one that told me about it because he is my co-host on Tuesday nights. Um, right. but he also mentioned that I guess you were up there with him this past summer and, and you lived with him for, I guess about four months. Um, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. So I, I, um, I took fall semester completely off of classes just cause they weren't really in the room yet. We weren't competing. Um, I don't know. I just decided to take it off. And that was really nice because it allowed me to go up to New York with Jack and live with him and train with all the NYC RTC guys. Um, I think, yeah, I think that was awesome. I think that helped my wrestling a ton and getting to hang out and live with Jack even after he graduated was cool too. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be cool from a bunch of different perspectives. I mean, all, all the yeah. guys up there are really good. I mean, we just had uh, Mitch Feinsilver took bronze this past weekend over in France. Yep, I was up with him a lot. Um, Chimizo was up there. It was good. How was it rolling around with Chimizo? It was good. He's funny. He's like, he'll talk to you while he's wrestling, make faces. Like, if he takes you down, he'll like look at someone else in the room and be like, you see that? Man. He's a, he's full of energy though. He's just a fun guy to be around. I bet. Um, how's his English? I mean, I know he's been over here a lot, but I, he's it's from... not bad. He can, he can hold a conversation. Yeah. That's good. Um, he's, I, I always, whenever I think of him, I think of that promo with Dake or he's like, who are yeah. you, Kyle Dake or something. That's, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was wondering too, cause you lived up there with Jack over the summer. I was wondering, I know he just moved up there too. So was it right. like, you know, did Keating moving company move him up there and the payment was just, Hey, I'm staying with you for a while. No, I think the, uh, I think the RTC was able to handle all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, very cool, man. But uh, we talked, or I said it a little bit in the intro, uh, coming off a big win this weekend. I know you hadn't met Thomas Bullard, at least in college before, um, but get the big 4-3 win over a guy that was ranked number nine in the nation uh, at that point this weekend. You know, we use uh, the open mat, but intermat, flow, whatever, who cares? He was ranked in the top 10 by pretty much everybody. And you go out there, 4-3 win, pretty decisive win. Um, you know, How did that feel to get that win over a guy that, that you know is one of the top guys in the country? Yeah, it felt good knowing I'm there. I, th- I mean, like I think I've known that. Um, I think it's surprising to a lot of guys just because I haven't been in the lineup for two years. Um, so no one's really seen me wrestle. Um, but yeah, I was, I was confident in my abilities, and I felt good. I wish I could have scored some more points, but... It was good to get that win. Yeah. Um, well, it was, a, it was a good match to watch. And the thing that, that I, I kept thinking about, um, I'm from Georgia, so I've watched the Bullet Dressel forever. 
Um, right. And, you know, obviously, if anybody's watched them wrestle, they know that they're really good on top, right? That's right. That's the place where I got to assume as a guy wrestling them, you're like, I don't want to get stuck there. Um, but you're able to get out. So what did what was your thoughts heading into the match about, like, kind of knowing these dudes are good on top. That's something I'm going to have to watch out for. Right. Yeah. So I've, I've actually been working on bottom a lot recently anyways, just because before this year I've been wrestling freestyle all the time. So I really haven't, like, focused on top bottom. So, like, this season especially, I think bottom's been a big focus. Um, I've been working with Trent a lot on that. And I, I actually – I wanted to go down in the third period. Um, I know the coaches wanted me to take neutral, so I listened to them and went neutral. But I've been – I think I've made a lot of strides in bottom where that was that was an area where I definitely struggled before. If you watch some of my matches from second year, or even even this past year at Midlands, like I was getting ridden out in turns. So um, it's good to know that I'm making jumps in that area too. Yeah, for sure. And I, you gotta have to help me out because the match was Friday. It's Monday right now. It's a couple of days ago I have, since I've seen it. Um, right. He, you got out from bottom at one point, right? So. Do you remember? I don't know if I ever went down. I got I got a takedown in the first, and he got up. And it was two one, and then I think he went down in the second. Got up two two. Um, I took him down. He got up four three, and I think okay. that was it. Okay, so, so I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I went down. Like I said, I would have I would have liked to, but um, I'm sure I'll see him again. Oh, definitely. Um, and I mean. The weight class is one of the most stacked in the ACC, if you ask me, because yeah. you got the returning or the returning national champ at the top, you got um, returning ACC champ right below him. You Bullard Kennedy Monday, I'm, it's just incredible. Um, it's going to be a fun one to watch for sure, man. But let's let's take that and kind of transition, get into your career, because I, I want to hear a little bit about your path to UVA. Um, first things first, always ask everybody the same. How did you get started in wrestling? Yeah, so I got um, – my dad wrestled in high school, and I kind of played a little of everything growing up. Played football, soccer, played lacrosse for a season, played baseball, like a little of everything. And he um, he took me to this wrestling camp that we had at our local high school, and it was just two weeks out of the year. And we didn't really know, like, club wrestling was a thing. So I think when I was like seven to like nine, I'd go to this wrestling camp two weeks out of the year and I loved it and I thought it was a blast, but it was just like this, this thing I went to once a year. I didn't know it was anything bigger than this. And then, um, the, like the last year I went to it, one of the kids there was like, Hey, like I wrestled at the local club. Like, I think you'd be good. You should come out. And so, um, I think I went out to the club when I was nine and kind of fell in love with it right away. Like I, I definitely wasn't very good at first, but um i was a very physical energetic kid i mean i'm sure you hear that all the time um but yeah i think i i loved it right away and i kept playing most other sports up till high school and then in high school i just wrestled yeah no i mean i think it's the same story for pretty much everybody that wrestled is like yeah. you know whatever happened when i first got on the mat that first time it was like yeah this is me like i love this right right um, absolutely I mean, I know personally, like I played basketball growing up because I, I don't know why it was a bad choice. <laughs> I sucked. But uh, yeah, that first wrestling practice I went out to, I was like, dude, I've been wasting my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man, so that's cool. And, and another thing is, you know, you grew up in Illinois wrestling, right? And so yeah. 
obviously <laughs> Illinois is one of those bigger states, especially when it comes to freestyle. Um, but how was it growing up in a state that is, you know, one of the bigger wrestling states in our country? It was good. Um, I think one of the biggest things about Illinois is up there, everyone is super big about wrestling year round. So especially once I got into middle school and high school, like it became a very year round thing. Once folk style season was over, it was just freestyle Greco season. Like I know some States only a few kids do it, but like in Illinois, if you're serious about wrestling, like you're doing freestyle Greco, um, they're sending an army to Fargo every year. And I, I liked it. I think wrestling year round was fun. And I think even during the high school season, like I think the the level of competition definitely helped. Yeah. So like, do you, do you see any kind of impact on such an emphasis of freestyle? Cause I mean, in freestyle, we obviously know freestyle is like, I don't know, 90% on your feet. And then you have the mat game, but it's, right. it's basically a takedown competition unless you got a guy that's good on top. Right? right. So do you see that kind of translate into folk style when you're in high school? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think it forces you to be a lot more sound. Like you got to be quick on your finishes. Um, you can't really be rolling around. If you hit like a half shot and stop, you're going to get tilted or monkey rolled or something. Um, and I think it takes out some of like just the the bad scrambling too, the rolling across your back, the holding on to an ankle. Like if you do that in freestyle, you're going to get scored on. So yeah, I, th- I think it helps a ton. I think... I think it definitely translates. Yeah, that's a good point. Just kind of growing up and staying out of those bad scramble positions. Like, right. And honestly, just like, I think the more wrestling, the better. Like, it's a little mix up. I think if you wrestled one style 12 months a year, it might get, like, might get a little old. So it's it's nice to give that, uh, get that fresh style. Okay, so that leads me right into a question. Uh, so is wrestling wrestling? Like her, that question that gets tossed around all the time. People, different people have different views. What do you think? Yeah, it's a tough question, but yeah, I, like I, if you're good, I think if you're a good wrestler in one style, ninety percent of the trip time it translates very well. And if it doesn't, it's because you're good at something like very specific, like like maybe you're good at ankle rolls in that style. Like you see some guys that are good scramblers in folk style that doesn't translate, but yeah, I think 90% of the time wrestling's wrestling. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting is like, I feel like it's more of the time people are better in freestyle. Like if they're, if they're kind of have an edge in one, like, you know, you see a lot of the guys that are the top guys in freestyle right now for us that, you know, maybe weren't national champs or like yeah, whatever. Like they come out in freestyle and they're really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of an interesting Interesting thought, especially because, like you said, like we don't, we're not Russia where we grow up from four and like we wrestle freestyle all the time, right? Right. It's kind of something people usually get into later after they got into folk style. Um, but yeah, so obviously we talked you growing up in Illinois, kind of getting that start seven, eight, nine, really getting into it. Um, what point did you figure out? Like, I'm actually pretty good at this. Maybe I should focus on it. You know, did you ever? Did you start getting a thought about going to college or anything like that? Yeah, I think, well, like I said, high school was when I I kind of stopped playing everything else and focused on wrestling. Um, even then, though, I didn't know I wanted to wrestle in college until, like, very late. Like, I remember 
even like junior year, I kind of wasn't sure. Like I was, I was like, this might be a high school thing. Um, I cut a lot of weight sophomore junior year and I think I was kind of burnt out. And then I think I really like fell in love with it again, senior year. And that's when I like made the decision, like, all right, I want to, I want to do this in college and I want to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, you had a good high school career. You placed in state in Illinois. Uh, you're a freestyle national team member, a lot of good stuff, but you know, what, what do you think back when you think back about your high school career, you know, I guess, what do you think of the most? What are you proud of the most? You know, just tell us a little bit about your career, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think obviously as a competitor, like I want to win, like I want to be a state champ. Like that was always the goal. So like I was disappointed. I didn't achieve that for sure. Um, but I, at the same time, I think I made a lot of jumps and I, I definitely enjoyed my time in high school wrestling and I don't, I definitely don't think I'd be here. Um, without some of the losses I took then. Like, I think the fact that I never won a state title put a, gave me like a little chip on my shoulder coming into college. I think that was definitely helpful. Yeah. And you were, were you a one-time state placer? Yeah. I got fifth my senior year and that was it. Very cool. Yeah. So that's, I wanted to, to get into that because I think that's a really cool deal. You know, a lot of people, uh, especially the people that I talk to, they came out of, you know, Pennsylvania and they were a three-time state champion and this and that. And like, it, it you know, kind of looked like they were going to wrestling college, right? You went through your high school career, had a good career, placed one time as a senior, getting fifth place. Um, and, and now we see you at UVA, you know, beating top guys in the country. You know, you're one of the top guys in the country. And so I kind of want to help people fill in the blank of, of how we got from, you know, fifth place as a senior to, I think you're one of the top dudes in the country at your weight class right now. So, right. Um, you know, how, when you were in high school, right. When did it become, I really want to wrestle in college. And, you know, how did you go about getting there? Yeah. So I think, I think my senior year was when I kind of made that decision. Like, I love this. I want to keep doing it. I want to wrestle in college. Um, but like you said, I wasn't like a three time state champ. Like I wasn't, at that point I still hadn't even placed. So at that point, like I didn't like I had very little accolades. So I knew I wanted to wrestle in college, but coaches weren't like weren't reaching out to me left and right. Like I wasn't getting any calls. Um so a lot of that was kind of just me taking the initiative. Like I remember I I emailed probably fifteen, twenty D one coaches and just kinda like told them a little about myself, say, Hey, I I wanna wrestle at the next level, like what do you think? Um most of them never even got back to me. But um, I kept trying. I got in touch with Garland through, like, a super lucky connection. Um, and then I, I was looking at a couple other places, but um, Virginia definitely stood out. Yeah. Well, so that's where I wanted to go with it, too, is, you know, you had to kind of reach out to these guys on your own, right? And that's, yeah. that's where that difference is, is that, you know, a lot of these guys you're wrestling against right now, the guys you're beating, you know, the Bullards, the other ranked dudes, they had people calling them, right? You're putting in the hard work and reaching out on your own and having people not even message you back or turn you down or whatever. And I'm just wondering, you know, how did you get to UVA? Because obviously we know you ended up at UVA. Were there ever other schools that you were talking to? And like, what was that decision process like? Yeah. So that, that whole story is kind of crazy, but I'll, I'll get into it. Um, 
I was That's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh senior year. Um my teammate's dad had a buddy and he um he was super good friends with Coach Garland. And so he was like watching us practice one day. Um and we got to talking after practice and I was kind of telling him how I'd been reaching out to coaches, telling him I was interested in wrestling in college. And he's like, Hey, like, I like the way you wrestle. Like if you want, I can reach out to coach Garland for you and I can put in a good word. I was like, yeah, that like, that'd be sweet. And so he did that. And this was probably December. My whole process was super late. So this was probably December of my senior year. Um, so he reached out to him and then I was talking to the Ohio coaches, I think just from emailing them in Columbia as well. And it ended up coming down to Ohio and Virginia. And um, I remember at one point I was talking to Coach Garland and I was like, like, hey, like, I'd love to go to Virginia. Like, it looks sweet, but I just can't afford it. Like, out of state's pretty expensive. Um, I I wasn't good enough to earn scholarship at that time. So I was like, I'm sorry, like, I'm just not going to afford it. And we stopped talking all together at that point. And so I remember I was at my visit to Ohio University and I told my mom, I was like, I kind of felt trapped at that point. Like that was kind of like the only place that was kind of still in the running, I guess. Um, so I remember I, I told my mom, I was like, hey, like, I think I'm going to commit here. And she's like, why don't you wait a couple of weeks and think it through? I think she could tell like I wasn't like super enthusiastic about it. She's like, why don't you wait a couple of weeks, think it through. I was like, all right, good idea. And so a couple of weeks later, I went to nationals with my buddy, um, same buddy that got me connected with Garland. And he, he invited me to this FCA breakfast and I was like, sure, like you took me, like I'll go. And so I go to this breakfast and coach Garland's the keynote speaker. And, um, basically he just like gave his testimony, talked about how he came to faith, like, um, how his life changed. And if you, if you've ever heard Garland speak, he's an incredible speaker. And after hearing him speak, I was like, wow, like I want to, I want to go to Virginia. I want to be there. Like I want him to be my coach. And so um, I reached out to him afterwards and I was like, hey, if there's any chance, like, we can still make this work, like, I'd like to make it work. He's like, he he told me, he's like, we're out of recruiting spots because this was March of my senior year. So he's like, we're out of recruiting spots. Like, I'll try to pull some strings and see if I can make it happen. Um, He's like, I want to know that if I do all this, that, like, you're going to come to Virginia. I was like, yeah, like, I'm in, like. That's where I want to be. And so we ended up setting up a visit. I still didn't know that he'd got the spot. And so he flies me out to Virginia. He picks me up at the airport. Um, the team's lifting and he takes me, he takes me to like, say hi to the team, introduce me. He goes, guys, this is Jake. He's committed here. I was like, Oh word. Like, I guess I'm committed. <laughs> and so he ended up telling me after he's like, yeah, I got the spot. Um, I ended up loving the visit, loving all the guys and I'm glad it worked out, but, it was, yeah, it was crazy. That's awesome. Uh, one thing I'm wondering is you talked about the, uh, he was the keynote speaker at the FCA uh, breakfast, yeah. right? Was that the same breakfast that he got the Paulsons to? Yeah, that was the exact same breakfast, same speech. Like, didn't even know each other at the time, but right. the, speech was like, the speech was amazing. So if you heard it, like, I'm sure it would make sense. So if anybody- and then we, we didn't figure that out till like another year. And I was like talking to Trent one day and he like, he told me about it and I was like, I was there too. Wow. Like if any companies or teams, if you want somebody, just hire a guard. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Seriously. <laughs> Man, it sounds like th- that's crazy. And just up there giving a speech, talking about his life and um, 
you know, gets the future of his program in one speech, which is awesome. Um, yeah. You, the two coaches, you know, who knows who else might've heard that and right. out there. So that's cool, man. Um, but that's also gotta be cool. You know, getting flight out there, walking around, not knowing that he had that spot already. Yeah, I have no idea. And him just introducing you, hey, he's coming here. He's coming here. Um, man, that's cool. So how how was that visit? I'm interested. What all happens on a college visit, right? Are you with Garland the entire time? Do some of the wrestlers take you? Like, what happens? No, so usually, usually you have a host. And so someone on the team kind of takes you, and you you stay with them. Um, my host was Cam Harrell. He graduated a couple years ago. Um and he was great, but yeah, you usually you stay with them. Um, you'll be with the coaches, and you'll do like a campus visit. They'll show you around campus. Um, if you're not committed yet, they'll kind of give you like the pitch, um, kind of try to sell you on it. And then usually you just kind of hang out with the guys, and that's the best part because you really you really get to know the team, and um, I think that's when you're able to tell like whether or not it's a good fit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean. You obviously ended up at the right place. I'm wondering, obviously that that speech had an impact on you, right? But you know, what was it? What what exactly was it that was like UVA is the place for me? Was it you know Garland's connection to faith and, and that being something that's big in your life? Was it you know UVA's academics, the team, the co- like? What was it that was right. like this is it? So at that time, I wasn't even a believer. So I don't know. I don't think it was necessarily the faith. I think it was the fact that. Garland does a really good job of when he's speaking. Like, you can kind of just, like, tell his personality. Like, he's so, like, vulnerable and real when he speaks. Like, I felt like I knew him, even though I'd only talked to him on the phone. Like, I felt like I, I'd known him for a while. And, like, even after I got here, he's the same guy that he is in the speeches. Um, yeah, that had to be it. Um, and, like, I, I obviously liked it before. Like, really, the only... The only thing that was keeping me away before was like the cost of it, um, but I, I figured if that's the only reason I'm not going, like, that's a bad reason. Like the money's going to figure itself out. Um, I want to go where it's going to be best for me. Yeah, and I mean, you the other schools you were talking to, Columbia being one of them. I assume you had the grades, right? So, um, yeah, I. My grades are okay. I got a really good ACT, and so I think that helped with a lot of those schools. Yeah, very cool. But obviously, you know, you ended up picking UVA. It's been a great decision for you. You've had an awesome career. I'm going to get into a little bit about that in a minute. Um, but, you know, now that you're at UVA, you've been there for what, three or four years now. Um, you know, what is it – how do you fit into UVA? You know, what's the culture like and and – how do you fit in? Yeah, I think the culture is great. I mean, I'm sure you hear it all the time with everyone you've got on. Um, it's just a really close group of guys. And I think this year, like, it's it's cool because I'm I think I'm able to kind of start taking like a leadership position, um, and I think that's been really cool. Like, just kind of helping the younger guys when I can, lean by example. Um, but like at the same time, at the end of the day, like we're all boys. Like, there's no like there's not really like a power hierarchy. Like we're all, we've all got the same goal and um, yeah, we're all chasing that same goal. Yeah. Um, man. And I guess the last thing on UVA before I, I head into your college career is 
if I was one of the top recruits in the country, right, or even not, if UVA is just on my list, why would I pick UVA? Yeah, I think, like I said, you hear all the time the culture. I think the culture is great. The, the team and the coaches are just, like, great people. Like, um, obviously, I touched on Garland and, like, how what a great personality and character he is. And then the Paulsons are awesome. Like, they, like um, – like they're more than coaches. Like, I I don't even know how to describe it. Like, you just feel like very tight with them, and you can you know that they care about more than your wrestling. But also, like, if you're top recruit, you're obviously gonna be looking at wrestling, and I think the wrestling is great. Like, um, I think if anything, like I'm proof that like you can come here and grow. Like, um, obviously, I wasn't great coming in, and the Paulsons have like some of the best technique in the world. They care about you and I, they believe in you, which I think is one of the biggest things. Like, you know, that they, they a hundred percent believe in you and that like, that can just make you like want to run through a wall. Definitely. Uh, definitely good to have somebody in your corner that believes in you and, you know, has your back. Um, but you know, that kind of transitions us into your, your actual career, right? When you got to UVA and, and you started wrestling um, another place where you're not like a whole lot of other people is that you started wrestling right away. Um, there was no red shirt yeah. that first year. Ended up 26 and 15. So, I mean, super awesome to be the first year in college. Because a lot of people that they go to college that first year, well, first of all, a lot of people are red shirting, right? Second of all, right. they're not red shirting. It's more than likely not a great record, right? Um, but 26 and 15 is awesome. You started off at 149, no red shirt. I guess tell us what went into the decision to to not redshirt that first year on campus. I think I was just I was excited and I was ready to go. I didn't I didn't want to wait a whole year to start scrapping and getting the lineup. And honestly, I believed I was the guy like right away. So like, um, that was kind of the whole decision. Yeah, um, and I guess correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think did you end up being the starter that year or. I did not. So I, I started for a couple of duels. Um, Sam Crevis ended up wrestling at ACC's and Nationals, though. That's what I thought. So how did how do you handle that mentally? Like, you know, if you're coming in, you're a freshman. I know your mind's got to be going in a different bunch of different places. You know, you're fighting for that starting spot. Um, when you finally realize he got it, he beat me out, it's not my spot. Um, I mean, your mind could be thinking, you know, I wasted a year, I could have redshirted. You know, you're upset that you didn't get your start. Like, what all is going on in your head when you finally found out you're not right? Sorry? No, that was, it was definitely tough, and a lot of those thoughts that you just said definitely went through my head. Um, obviously, as a competitor, I want to start, and like, I was super bummed that I didn't get that. Um, in terms of the year, I I definitely had those thoughts. I was like, dang, like I should have saved my red shirt. Like, it's a waste of a year. But at the end of the day, I looked back and, like you said, I got 41 matches. Like, I started in some duels. I got a lot better. Um, and honestly, just I think fighting for that spot with him made me a lot better than if I would have redshirted and I wasn't necessarily fighting for a spot because I think that was super motivating for me first year, like knowing that I was fighting for a spot with someone else. And um, if I wasn't giving my best, that that could be a thing keeping me from getting the spot. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of hit it a little bit there, but I guess diving a little deeper, like how did that experience 
affect you and help you in your sophomore year? Because your sophomore year, you come back and you are the starter at 157. So right. how did that, going through that kind of hard time, propel you into your starting role your next year? Yeah, like I said, I think it, I think it helped a ton. I think, I think first of all, um, once I was the starter, it wasn't the first time that I was starting in duels and stuff. I got that experience first year and I kind of got that out of the way. But I think it just made me a lot better wrestler because um, it wasn't it wasn't like a wasted year. Like you see some guys redshirt and they don't they don't do a lot. Like they kind of just treat it as a year off. Like I think the fact that I was actively trying to get better every day helped a ton, and then obviously um, paid dividends when I came back second year. Yeah, um, and you had a good year, right? You you went seventeen and thirteen, so. Um, uh, not too shabby, right? Um, but you didn't end up making the NCAA tournament, right? So there's another year oh. where, you know, it's starting off, you're getting good experience, you're doing well, um, but you kind of have the end of it, you know, pull that from under you or kind of not the ending that you wanted, whatever way you want to look at it. So um, how did it feel then in that sophomore year? You know, I've finally been the starter. I'm the starter the whole year. Didn't make the tournament. Yeah, that that was brutal. Um, I was towards the end of the year. I was in and out of the rankings a lot. Um, I think I got one of like the allocation spots for ACCs, and then I was in the match to go to nationals. Um, I was wrestling a kid I teched earlier in the year. I was winning ten two, and he headlocked me and pinned me, and that was it. Like that was that was my season. Um, so that hurt. That definitely took me a while to get over um i definitely had a hard time dealing with that um but i think like i said it just gave me another chip on my shoulder like it made me want to get that much better um because i never wanted to feel that again yeah so i'm wondering what do you do immediately after something like that right you you're out there you're one of the guys that's, you know, quote unquote, supposed to make the tournament, right? Because you got one of those allocation spots up by a major decision if it ended, right? And you end up right. getting pinned. So what do you do immediately after that match? Like, did you take time off from wrestling? Um, you know, what went into coping with that? I I was in the room Monday because I was holding out hope that I'd get a wild card. Um, like I I was probably right on the cusp. Um, I think a lot of there were a lot of upsets that conference weekend. And so I ended up not getting one, but I was, yeah, I was in the room wrestling. Um, I was trying to hold out as much hope as I could. I mean, there's no point in being negative about it. Um, and so, yeah, I was trying to stay positive, trying to hold out hope I got a wild card. I think I ended up, I spent like all day in my room um, that weekend and I I went and like figured out the whole like wild card allocations and like figured it out myself pretty much and like realized I wasn't gonna get one and that's kind of when it hit. Yeah. Um, and then even after that, so like when when that hit, right? When you figured out, I, I really don't got it. Then where do you go from there? I mean, I know you ended up taking that red shirt, um, so we'll talk about that. But in, right. in the immediate days, weeks following, you know, how did you deal with that? I, I kept wrestling. I think I used wrestling as a way to kind of get it out. Um, I think if I was just sitting in my room all day, like depressed, like that wouldn't, it wouldn't do any good. Um, so there, yeah, there's definitely emotions I was working through, 
but I don't think I could have took off working out and took off wrestling. I think I needed that to kind of like keep me sane almost. And uh, like, it's like a practice is nice because it's a place where you can go for a couple hours and kind of forget everything. And that's what it was like when I was scrapping, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily thinking about that. So I think honestly, continuing to wrestling, continuing to wrestle is what helped. And eventually, I mean, eventually I got over it. Um, wrestled freestyle in the summer and just it's kind of back to life as normal but it definitely took me a bit yeah and i mean i'm thinking back you know and obviously you know i wasn't there but looking at how your careers went and how it's going right now it seems to me like that was probably a big turning point where for sure you did for sure the ncaa tournament that's got to be a really dark place you know knowing that not only that you didn't make it but that you were supposed to technically make it right Right. Um, so did anybody kind of help you out a little bit more or take you under their wing or like, you know, did anybody really help you get through that and get to that place where, all right, let's go compete in freestyle. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Yeah. The coaches were great. Um, they, they knew what I was going through and they were with me the whole time. And Trent just kept reminding, he's like, all right, like next best thing, let's go win a U23. Let's go make a U23 world team. Like, no point in sulking on it. Um, and then my roommates and teammates were great too. Like they, they knew I was struggling and they, they were there to help me through that. Um, but yeah, I think a big focus was like, all right, like short-term memory, let's just focus on freestyle, focus on the next thing. There's no point in, uh, in sulking about it. Yeah. And then, you know, you kind of talk about the, the freestyle, right? Did, did you decide that you were going to redshirt that next year before you decided to do freestyle or after? No, that was that decision was probably made in the fall, um, probably fall before my junior year. Sat down with the coaches, and they were kind of like, "Look at the jumps you've made, like from last year to this year. Like, imagine if you kind of took a whole year off and just focused on getting better." Because I still had my red shirt, so they're like, "Like, you might as well use it, and you're one of the guys that would benefit from next year. Like, we know you're not going to waste the year and kind of just like." stay the same like we know you're going to use it to continue to get better um and i think that decision was so tough for me because of how my second year season ended um i was like i don't want to wait two whole years to get a chance to go to ncaa's again like that's going to be tough and so that that was the hardest part of that decision for me um but what they were saying made sense and um i think obviously they were right like i think i used that year and i used it to get a lot better yeah and, you know, even before that decision, you talked about freestyle, right? And, you know, you went out and, and wrestled freestyle U23 tournament. I believe you got third, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, that's got to be a confidence boost, right? Knowing, you know, coming from this dark place, but I go out here, I get third in U23s, which is a difficult tournament. So, um, yeah, like how did that, the freestyle success, how does that factor into all of it? Yeah, I think you said it like, it was a nice confidence boost, like reset, like whatever you want to call it. Um, kind of just to get, get back to doing better. Like, um, and it was nice too, because I never really placed at like a big freestyle tournament like that. Like I went to Fargo when I was younger, never placed at that. Um, like never placed at trials or anything. So going and placing at that was kind of nice. Um, and yeah, I think that just gave me, 
it gave me momentum, but at the same time, I still hadn't won. So I was like, all right, like I've got a lot I need to work on and it's kind of just back to work. Yeah. And then you already kind of talked us through a little bit about that red shirt decision. Right. Um, right. and I can definitely get what you're saying where you're like, you know, I don't want to wait. Like I want to get back on the mat, wash this bad taste out of my mouth. Um, but was there, I mean, I assume there probably was eventually, but you know, was there a moment when you're finally like, you know what? It, it, it makes sense. Like why not just go as hard as I can for that year and really get better. And instead of coming back just cause I want to come back and I want to do it now, I can come back, you know, twice as strong later. Exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think it took, it took a little time to realize that, but I think I definitely came around and I had that realization. I was like, if I take the emotion out of it, like the only reason I would do this is cause I'm being impatient. It's like, if I take the emotion out of it and just have a little patience, like this is going to make sense and it's going to be the best thing for my career. Yeah. And I'm interested too. So what all did you, did you get to do during that red shirt year? I know you, you only wrestled, I believe eight folk style matches. So what all happened during that time off? Yeah. So I, I was doing some freestyle still. I went to, um, I went to Bill Farrell that November and then trials, no, not trials. The U.S. Open down in, um, I think it was in Texas that year. I went to both of those. I went to Midlands. Um, and then I was having some back issues later in the year, so I didn't. Um, I kind of called it for competing for the year. And then obviously all the COVID stuff hit, and that was that was it. So another cool thing about the, the freestyle, the off-season kind of tournaments is that you probably got to see a lot of guys that you wouldn't usually see. Right? You know, yeah. I don't know exactly who you ran into. I'm sure you'll tell me here in a second, but you know, I got to imagine, you know, you see guys, what were you wrestling? 70? I was wrestling 74 cause it was an Olympic year. Okay. So, I mean, you got what Kyle Dick, Jordan Burroughs, all those guys. And I don't, right, I don't know right, if you ever right. hit them, but even if you didn't hit them, like there's guys from kind of all different generations that you're, you're hitting that my, maybe you watch growing up, like, was there ever any big matches that, you know, you wrestled one of these guys and you're like, wow, like I actually hung with him or like, you know, I, I did really well here. Was there any moments during those, those freestyle matches where it kind of gave you a confidence boost? Maybe, maybe even in a loss. Right. Yeah. So my first, my first freestyle match was actually a loss. I lost, um, I wrestled Massa. I think I lost 10, seven. And then later that month he went on to win, to win the open. So that was like, all right, like I'm here, like I've got a couple of adjustments I need to make, but I'm like right there with the top guys. Um, and then at senior nationals, I wrestled Kolchitsky who, like you mentioned, it's like an older guy. Like, I think he retired two months after that. Um, it, 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 yeah, it was definitely cool wrestling those guys. And I'm a big fan of freestyle anyways. So I was having fun wrestling freestyle. Um, I think the weight was a bit of an adjustment, but I think it was nice that I went 74 because I think it prepared me nicely for going 65 now. Yeah. Um, well, that was that was kind of another thing is that you continue to go up a weight, right? We talked about it a little bit at the very beginning, uh, but you started off your college career at 149, you went 157, and then during the red shirt, moving up to 165, and then obviously we know you're 165 this year. So was that like a conscious effort, like I want to go up or was it just, 
let's just relax, see where my body goes. You know, how did how did you come to the decision to to keep moving up in weight? Right. Yeah. I I don't think it was a conscious thing at all. I uh I don't really worry about my weight in the off season when I'm not competing. And so honestly, I just kept growing and um like people keep telling me I keep growing like height wise too, but I kept growing. I kept getting heavier, and I was like, "There's no point in like trying to keep my body down if I'm growing." So, just kept going up. It's kind of just the way it happened. It wasn't really a a conscious thing. Well, I think that's that's such a good decision. And like, I coach high school wrestling. I've been doing it for five years, and I always tell my my guys that like they'll be like, "Oh, during the off season, I want to cut this. I want to come back next year, a uh, weight class lower, blah blah blah." Like, dude, no, just go right. eat work out wrestle just do whatever and then we'll see where you're, where you're at next year right especially um, in high school you can have a 30 pound growth spread over the summer and it's completely natural yeah for real. i mean i finally had one of my kids listen to me and he went from our 126 last year and he told me the other day he's like coach i weigh like 155 it's like it's awesome yeah. awesome dude like he thought i was gonna be upset like no nah, man like grow no. <laughs> i i always say that when i'm going back because I had that mindset in high school too. Like, I think that's like one of the biggest things. Like if I could go back to high school is I, I wouldn't cut as much weight. I, I don't know. High schoolers just have this mindset where they believe like they got to cut weight and it's, it's silly. It's just so not worth it. So not worth it. I mean, you can just be healthy, stronger, feel better. And who cares if you're a tiny bit smaller than you want to be like, it doesn't right. um, so I'm wondering too, like obviously you're 165, you keep going up. What what is that cut like for you? I mean, do you kind of walk around at like 170? Like, I mean, without divulging your secrets, you know, how how is that? Yeah, it's not bad at all. I'm like, I got I got heavier during the summer, but right now I'm at the point where I'm walking around like I'm waking up 71, 72. So it's one one good practice and I'm down to weight, which has been super nice because I'm not. I'm not focused on cutting weight. I'm focused on wrestling. That's good. And I think that goes right in with, with what I was just saying. Like, I think high school kids need to hear that because when I was growing up seeing these college wrestlers, like one of my favorite guys to watch was Matt McDonough. And I I know that dude weighed like 240 pounds and cut to 125. Like he's just huge, you know? And so in my mind, I always thought all these college wrestlers cut a lot of weight. And so I should cut weight. Um, but it's good to hear guys like you, like, Hey man, I'm like one practice over, like, right. Right. It's just the water weight, right? It's just the unnecessary, like I, I weigh 165. Um, yeah. So that's, that's good to hear, man. And that's, that's something good to look up to, you know, if parents are listening, tell your kids that, um, yeah, 100%. but yeah. So another thing is obviously you took a red shirt at a good time, right? I, yeah. I talked to uh, I actually talked to one of the the Duke guys the other day, and I asked him if his coach had a crystal ball. So I'm wondering, same thing for you. Like, do you have a crystal ball? Like, do you know? Like, all right, COVID's coming. This is a good year. Let's redshirt. I obviously no one had any idea, but it ended up being super lucky. Like, once everything went down, obviously my first reaction was I felt terrible for my teammates. I was like, damn, like that sucks. They don't get to wrestle. And then after I was like, wow, like this was a good year to redshirt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not only it's a great year to redshirt because not only did you not lose a year, you actually got an extra year, right? Right. right. And and that's, that's going back to like going back to the first year, like about 
not having the year that year, like it all ended up working out. Like, yeah, got it back. I'm, got three more years right now, so I'm I'm chilling. Heck yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, and, and I'm wondering what's your what was your reaction when you heard the eligibility news too? Because that that's something interesting to hear different people's perspectives because. As a wrestling fan, like for me, I'm like, oh, heck yeah, three more years of Jake Keating, this is awesome. But there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, right? You know, you got financial aid, like, what are you going to take for your courses? Like, I don't know, when you heard that, was it immediately like, I got three more years, or was it, that's cool, I got to figure it out, or I'm done? Like, what, what's going through your mind? I was excited because at the time, I was taking the semester off and I was, I was kind of holding out to see, um, and to give myself the option that if we end up not having a year, then I would just take the whole year off and take a gap year. So when I heard that we get the extra year, I was like, all right, like it's a free year. I might as well wrestle this year. Like even if everything gets canceled, I don't lose anything. Um, but at the same time, there's definitely like, I got to figure out what I'm doing with the school. I still don't know. I'm going to have that weird extra semester. Um, so I got to figure that out, but I'm loving it and I want to stick around. So it was good news to me. Yeah, that's where you gotta find some fun classes. I, uh, yeah, exactly. Highly, su- highly suggest racquetball. Um, all right. Yeah, I we, to- we used to play racquetball to cut weight all the time. We throw sweats on and go to the Y and just play racquetball. Dude, it's awesome, and I didn't even know it existed. I swear. Like, no, I, it's such a good sport. Yeah, I went to UGA, and you know, we we I don't know how it works at other colleges, but that you kind of save that that gym credit or PE credit or whatever the heck you want to call it till the last semester. Because yeah. I don't remember how it is, but like in Georgia, we have this thing called hope that if you maintain a certain grade point average, the lottery basically pays for your tuition, which is awesome. But okay. when you take that PE credit, it like basically like signifies that's your last semester. So your hope cuts off after. So you kind of have to wait. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, but okay. I wanted golf really bad and I didn't get golf. And so I was like, whatever, let's just take racquetball, whatever. That sounds cool. Like I Googled it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, you got some extra semester, you know, find something cool. Yeah. Um, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But man, it, it ended up working out really well. You know, you redshirted, obviously everybody else lost a year that, that sucks, but, um, you have those three more years if you want them and you just have to kind of figure right. out how to make them work if you want to make them work. Um, yep. so that propels us right into this year, right? And this year, um, first thing is, you know, you have a guy that's at your weight in your room. That's a multiple time national qualifier in, in Cam Coy. Um, yeah. and obviously that had to be a hard battle to go through in the room just to make the starting spot. So, um, but, but you ended up doing it right. So I guess, how was, how was it making the starting spot? Um, I guess anything you can tell us about, you know, kind of in the room, what happened? Like, how did you get it? Yeah, so he he actually just had meniscus surgery um, a month or two ago. So he he's just now kind of getting back to wrestling. So we actually haven't wrestled at all. Um, I yeah yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it's good too to have a guy like that. Like, no matter you know who ends up getting the spot, you know, probably no animosity. Like, let's just go throw it down, and see what happens, and right. you know, support you. You support me, um, and on top of that both legit competitors right like i said multiple time national qualifier so um got to be a great practice partner but 
this year, like I said, you're the starter 165 and you're six and oh right now. So you got to be feeling really good. Um, and I, what I think is cool is like, you know, I've been following the ACC. So, you know, I knew who you were and it was fun to watch you wrestle in the past, but for a lot of people nationally, they might not have known the name. Right. And now right. you've, you're six and oh, three of your six wins are over ranked opponents. Uh, the other three all came by bonus points. Right? I think you tech two guys and majored another guy. Um, so, you know, how are you feeling right now, especially coming off of this top 10 win last weekend? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, I think there's a lot I need to work on. I think that's what's been nice about wrestling the ranked guys is I get to get in there and test myself and see exactly, like, um, what I need to keep working on. Um, I'd much rather wrestle – like those ranked guys and have those good matches than just be bonusing guys. Um, but honestly, it just feels good to like have the singlet back on to wear the V saber again, be back with the team, be back in the duel. I was saying the other day, like most guys redshirt their first year. So they don't really know what that's like. They don't really like know what they're missing, but it was hard after being in there and being in duels and being the starter and then taking a year off and having to watch it knowing exactly what it feels like to be in there. So honestly, it's just felt so great to to be with the team again and be wrestling in duels back home at Mem Gym again. Um, yeah, I've been having a blast. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, the singlet's awesome. The new singlets this year. Yeah. Sick. Um, and another thing that's cool, and I've talked to Jack a lot about it because we have our, in our weekly show. I think this is the best Virginia team we've seen in a while. You guys. I think so. You guys look really good and it's 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 not like you have one weight where you're like oh this guy you know he might not make it or whatever like everybody in the lineup is good um i mean i think everybody in the lineup can be a national qualifier can be placers can do all these good things um and obviously you know you hate to to lose that match last weekend to nc state but it i i, I can't remember what the score was the year before but it wasn't as pretty last year and then this year uh, yeah, got a lot better, and and even with the score, a lot of those matches were a lot closer than the score shows. Um, right, right, yeah. So I think we're definitely definitely making strides, and it's fun to see that. Like, obviously, it hurts to it hurts to lose as a team, but a couple of those matches we lost, I think we win next time. Next time we wrestle, so um, I agree. I think it's the best team we've had in a while, and I'm excited for the rest of the year. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I mean, one that comes to mind, my mind right off the bat was Brian Courtney, 141. Yeah. Man, um, that was a close one. I, I thought he had oh, yeah. it, and it's just the last second thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess what do you feel right now? Obviously, we, we talked, you know, you're feeling good. You've done some good stuff. Um, but what do you feel about the team right now watching that duel? And, and again, don't like how it ended numerically, right? But All right there's a lot to take out of these guys' performances and you're one of the, one of the leaders on the team now. Yeah. I'm, I'm very optimistic about it. I think, um, I think the changes we have to make are technical changes and they're little changes. Um, and I think we can continue to make jumps with just a couple of small changes. Um, I know all the guys on the team and I know that they're all hungry and the energy in the room has been great. So I'm, I'm very optimistic. And I think, uh, I think the guys, I mean, everyone needs to make changes. And I think, I think they'll do that. Yeah. Um, man, and back to you a little bit for a second, just from my perspective, I know been talking to Jack a lot, been talking about UVA and, and 
just watching y'all compete this year. Y'all been looking a lot better. Um, he's been talking about like, you've been looking good. Um, and again, like I said, like I, I knew you were good. I've been watching you for a while, but for me, this weekend was like, all right, let's see how good, right? Because, um, Thomas Bullard was, uh, an all American last year with, uh, our ND, NWCA all American last year. Um, one of the guys that's kind of, that was ranked to all American this year. Um, and it was like, all right, let's, let's see how good, right. Is he going to beat this guy? And you go out there and beat that guy. Right. And so that shows me from a fan perspective, you know, not only are you making strides, are you good, but you know, you're in that all American caliber now, right. You're beating guys that, that people think we're going to all American. So, um, I guess, where do you go from here now? I, I know that for you, it's probably just business as usual, go in, keep doing what you're doing. Um, but I guess, did you pick up a little bit of confidence and knowing that you beat one of those guys, that's going to put you at the top. Yeah. Like, like I was saying earlier, I think like, I, I want that like reaction from the fans. Like if I, if I don't wrestle from two years and I come back and like, they're not surprised, like, I think I'm doing something wrong. Like if I'm not evolving and getting better, like I think that's an issue and I need to figure it out. So um, I think it's a good reaffirmation that I have all these people tell me like, man, like you look good. Like you've got a lot better. Like I think that's the way it should be. And um, it definitely feels good to hear that. and knows that it uh, confirms that I'm doing things right. Um, but yeah, I, from here, just keep getting better, keep working. Um, the goal is not to all American. The goal is to win a national title. So um, got another good test this weekend and I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I mean, Along with how well you're wrestling, it's got to be hard not to want to run through a brick wall every morning when you see that poster on your wall behind you. Um, yeah. yeah people, rock. people listening, he's got the rock hanging on his wall. Um, dude, That he might be one of the most intense. Like, uh, Yeah. It's, you see the rock and you're like, all right, I'm going to go rip somebody's head off today. Um, yeah. Man. But yeah, like I said, you, you've had a great year so far. The cool thing is that it's going to continue, right? And this weekend you get a chance to really show everybody in the country where you've gotten because this weekend for people listening, Virginia's wrestling, Virginia tech, which means you're going to match up with the returning national champ, Makai Lewis. Um, he also took a red shirt last year. So both of you guys have, have been out of the college singlets for a year um, and, and are back and getting to square off this weekend. So I guess, you know, first of all, have you ever wrestled Makai? I have not. All all of these guys are new to me just because, like, like you said, I've been going up weight classes. So this is my first time against pretty much everyone in the ACC. Yeah, and um, I guess, you know, how do you approach this match? Do you approach it any differently than other matches? Or I guess what's your thoughts surrounding this matchup this weekend? Because from a fan perspective, it's a big one, and I'm excited to see it. Right, right, right. No, I approach it the same way as any other match. Um I think the more I wrestle, just like I wrestle in practice every day, the better I wrestle. So I'm not going to treat it any special, but I'm definitely, definitely excited for it. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, you, you got to focus on you and, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing, do you and, and do what's good, what you're good at, right? In order to win the match, you can't really adjust to other people and play their game. But on that same token, you do kind of have to stay aware of things, right? And so... Yeah. Do you like? Do you watch film at all on guys? Uh, is that not something you do? And is there anything that you kind of know you have to be aware of when wrestling him? Uh, yeah, I don't watch a ton. My coaches do a good job with that, so I'm sure um, 
I'm sure this week during practice they'll they'll make sure I'm focused on the things I need to be aware of. Um, they do a good job of kind of watching the competition and doing what uh, like telling us what we need to be aware of. That way we're not too uh, too caught up in that. So I mean nothing now, but I'm sure I'm sure we'll focus on stuff this week. Yeah, and you know obviously you know it's a big match. What do you got to do to come out of here this weekend with the big win? I just got to go and wrestle like I do every other match, go to score points. Um, when I'm wrestling loose, when I'm scoring points, when I'm creating wrestling positions, I think that's when I'm best. I think the more the more positions we get in, the better for me. So, um, yeah, just go out there and look to score points. Absolutely, man. Um, so, you know, obviously we've talked a little bit. As we kind of wind this down, we've talked a little bit about your personal goal, right? you not just All-American, but you want to win a national title. Um but what are your goals for the team this year? I want to win out the rest of the ACC duels. I think it's very doable. Um, I think we've got a team to do it. I think if we can win the rest of the ACC duels and then go and win the ACC tournament, I think that'll be big for us. Um, I know a couple of these teams we haven't beaten in a while, so I think it'll, it'll be good to finally get some of these dual wins. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, well, I mean, it starts off this weekend. Got your uh, in-state rival, Virginia Tech. That's always a big one. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch, man. But uh, I got a couple more questions for you, and then I'll let you go, I promise. Um, okay. Uh, good. First one is, you know, you kind of talked, or we, we talked a lot earlier about your career and how you took kind of a different path to get to UVA. So I'm wondering, you know, for, for parents that are listening, or hopefully, you know, they, they have their kids listen to this to kind of give them a little bit of, of a boost to help them out. What's your advice to these young wrestlers coming up that, that maybe aren't the top recruited guy, but you know, have goals and want to want to go to college and wrestle and beat top 10 guys and win national titles. What's your advice to these guys that, you know, aren't the blue chip recruits? Yeah. I, I think one of the best things you can do is fall in love with the sport. I think the more you fall in love with wrestling and the more you like it, the more you're going to be willing to do what it takes to be good. And I think that's something that was huge for me as a kid. I think, um, I wasn't the best wrestler, but I really loved it. And um, I think taking those first couple of years and really just falling in love with the sport has been huge. And obviously, the more I wrestle, the more like the more I do fall in love with it. Um, but especially, especially when you're younger, like if you're six, seven, eight, and just getting into wrestling, like don't worry about how you're doing at tournaments. Um, fall in love with the sport and just focus on like really, really learning it. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too caught up in results. Obviously, we talked about earlier, you don't need to cut weight. Um, yeah, I think falling in love with the sport is one of the biggest things you can do. Oh, for sure. For sure, man. Uh, but I'll leave, I'll leave the UVA fans with this last one. So what can UVA fans or just ACC fans in general, what can we look forward to from the Cavaliers this year? I think just exciting wrestling. I think we're going to continue to go out, have exciting matchups, look to score points. Um I think we're going to be a team that people want to watch. I think wrestling's fun and it should be fun to watch. Um, I think if everyone wrestles like they can, like we'll be, we'll be a fun team to watch. And um, these next couple of duels will be exciting. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I think there's big things to come from the team. Um, I know I picked y'all last weekend. Um, so I, I, I believe uh, it's going to be a fun year, man. It's going to be a good duel this weekend with Virginia tech. Everybody needs to make sure that they tune in and watch that one. 
Um, watch our man Jake Keaton uh, take on Makai Lewis. It's gonna be gonna be a lot of fun, man. But thanks for jumping on here and talking with me today. Had a great time. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. <laughs>